This Bible teaching comes to you from the Apostolic Church All Nations Centre in Kennington, London. Here now is Pastor Abraham Saki with the Word of God. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless His holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all His benefits. On this first day of the year, I want to say, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless His holy name. Perhaps you want to say those words with me. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless His holy name. Let me just say to you, Happy New Year, and may you go through the year saying, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Someone say amen and amen and amen. Lord, make this word prophetic in our circumstances in the year 2023. May we always be able to say, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. We begin a new series of teaching on this new year. Our subject is, I will build my church. I will build my church. And I think that's a very powerful statement. Uh, and I trust that you come along with us. You will do your own Bible study. You will do your own research in the God's Word and see how does this apply to me. I will build my church. My preamble. I'm sure by now you will uh, appreciate the enormity of the task as uh, we have as a, as, as, a, as, as a church, as a leadership, and as shepherds of the flock of God's people. We have a, a really, really uh, enormous uh, responsibility. We think of coming back to in-person service, we start a new year, and all that comes around with it. My view is that we need to come to a place of understanding that the church belongs to the risen Christ, and he has declared that he will build his church. He has graciously invited you and I to be fellow workers together with him. Let me say that again. God says, I will build my church, or Christ says, I will build my church, and he has graciously invited us to come along with it. This is what the scripture says. Matthew 16 verse 8. Reading from the New King James Version. And I say to you that you are Peter. And on this rock I will build my church. And the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. Either the gates of hell or the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. Obviously, when I say obviously, for those of us who, who know scripture, I haven't read a full scripture surrounding it. Because what we're talking about, we want to predicate what we say on the statement, I will build my church. That for me is a very powerful statement. If you need, I mean, there's, there's a song by the late Andre Crouch says, we need to hear from you. Some of us are saying, it's a new year, we want a word of prophecy. Now listen, we need to hear from you. If you need to hear a word, a word, an authoritative word, Christ says, I will build my church. Or else, uh, for me, a, a comparable statement will be, the battle belongs to the Lord. The battle belongs to the Lord. I will build my church. The battle belongs to the Lord. And God says, I will do what I will do. Let me paint a picture for you. Let me paint a, give you a scenario. You are in deep prayer. You are fasting. You are praying. You are seeking the Lord because of, of all that's going on. You are doing what the scripture says. You are asking. You are, you, 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 you are knocking. And you are seeking, or you are, you, you, yes, you, you, you are asking, you are seeking, you are knocking. And in your prayer, the words, these words come to you. And I share the words, or these words we just said, I will build my church. Or else, uh, if you occupy the school of those who strategize, or is it plotting? And so you think of the phone calls you're going to make and who you're going to call, what you're going to say to them, for them to follow you in your ventures. Not godly ventures, but your own ventures. Or else a trusted friend walks to you and says, I've got a word, I've got a word for you from the Lord. And we say, what's the word? And the word is that God says, 
I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Now I wonder how you will react to those words. Think again, my friend, of the scenario I've painted to you. You are in deep prayer and those words come to you in prayer. Or else you are doing your own thing, strategizing, plotting, scheming, whatever it is. And then the words come to you, I will build my church. Let me, let me, let me say that quietly. I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Will you be excited? Will you be frightened or will you be disappointed? So these are the possible responses. Somebody would hear those words and he would take it um, as a warning. It, it will frighten him because such a person or persons have always operated as if they were the potentate of time. They, were, they have always operated as if uh, they were monarchs of all they survey. And then somebody comes on the scene and says, I will build my church. They've always operated as though the church belonged to them. And how many people there be who operate as if the church belonged to them? Until Christ comes and makes a declaration and says, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. So such a person will say, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like Harold uh, felt when he was told that a new king of the Jews had been born. He wasn't very happy. For some others, it will be a real encouragement. Picture this. You are a sincere leader of God's people, and you've toiled so hard, you've worked so hard, and it seems like nothing is changing. And then in your prayer, you are seeking God, you hear the words, I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. For such a person, it will cheer you, at least. If I'm in those shoes, it will cheer me up. That takes a, a whole load off my shoulders. Christ says, I will build. It's my church. It's not your church. It's mine, and I will build it. For the rest of us, it will be real contentment, absolute joy. The church doesn't belong to any human being. Oh, having said that, there are places where it belongs to them. For a while, they will behave that like they are, they, 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 they are demigods or potentate of days or time, whatever it is. But a time will come. What will be your response? Somebody will say, well, if God says he will build his church, then I will sit back and let him build his church. Folding the hands. And somebody will say, oh, no. He says he'll build his church, but what is my involvement? So let us look at a context or basis and implications of that statement. This declaration by Jesus will form the basis of our preaching and teaching for the first quarter of the year. January, very much, we'll be dealing with this subject in all its uh, facets, in various uh, ramifications. When one begins to prayerfully consider this statement, it will soon become evident that there are so many angles, dimensions, and ramifications to it. Just sit down and say, what does it mean? Find time and say, when Christ says, I'll build my church, what are the ramifications? What are the significations? What, what are the implications for us? Let me say this. If you read scripture, you'll find a lot of references. Though they may use different words, it says the same thing. The church belongs to him. I will build my church. I will build my church. Wonderful. But it does not stop there, but it goes on to make this declaration, and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. I will build my church. This is a declaration of intent. It declares its intention. And the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. This is a bold statement, a bold statement of assertion. I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And the gates of hell shall not prevail, prevail against it. This introduces an opposing kingdom. If you've ever wondered why the church sometimes it seems like it's a battle place. It is because there is opposition. Let me say it again. Christ says, I will build my church and the gates of Hades, the gates of hell, hell itself, 
Not just, not, not, not any ordinary thing, but hell itself comes against it. Now, whether uh, you want to talk about uh, hell coming against us or we go against hell, for me, that's not my point at this moment. The only thing is that there is opposition. If you are used to watching uh, cowboy films and as they travel, they say, hey, we got company, we got company. Because as they're traveling, somebody's up there in the mountains, somebody's seeking to do them evil. So if you're wondering what all the palaver sometimes can be in church, it's because there is the gates of hell. There is a gate, there is an enemy. There is one who is wicked. I will build my church. My church is the business of God. Let us look, make no mistake about it. Wake up and, and understand this. It is his church. Make no mistake about it. However, this is not a charter for abdication. This is never meant to be a charter for the folding of the hands and say, you get on with it. This is because there is more in the statement, in, in, in the revealed will of God, both the old and the new. So what I'm going to do now is just read a few scriptures that will let us understand the declaration and its implications for you and I. And especially as we begin the new year, this first day of 2023, Exodus 3, 7 to 8. I shall read it and please listen very carefully. And the Lord said, I have surely seen the oppression of my people who are in Egypt. And I've heard their cry because of their taskmasters, for I know their sorrows. So I have come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up from, the, from that land to a good and large land, to a land flowing with milk and honey, to the place of the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Amorites and the uh, Perizzites and the Hivites and the Jebusites, a whole heap of ites. Now, therefore, behold, the cry of the children of Israel has come to me. And I've also seen the oppression with which the Egyptians oppressed them. Come now, therefore, and I will send you to Pharaoh, that you may bring my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. I will send you. If you listen very carefully, God says, I've heard a cry of my people. Wonderful. I'm glad to hear that. You've heard it, people. Ah, 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 but come now, and I will send you. And he said, God, hang on, I don't understand your English. Or perhaps, God, you don't understand proper English. Where I come from, when he say, I'm coming to do something, it means that you are going to do it. But Kennington... Or those of us hearing me at this, at this moment, God says, I will build my church. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it, or Hades shall not prevail against it. But you have a portion to play in it. And the same way God said, spoke to Moses, I've heard a cry of my people. I've come to de deliver them, but come now and I will send you. Somebody rejoice. Come now, therefore, and I will send you. And that has not changed. Isaiah 6 verse 8 says this. Also, I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send? And who will go for us? Then I said, Here I am, send me. We, we deal with a God who sends us. Who will go for us? God is looking for people who will be involved in this work. I will build my church, but I need you to be involved in it. Listen to Philippians 2.13, reading from the English Standard Version. For it is God who works in you, both to will and to do of his good pleasure, both to will and to work for his good pleasure. It is God who works in us. We're talking about the God who says, I'll build my church. Hold that, hold that in your hand. Don't let go. I will build my church. And everything else that comes with it hangs on it. I will build my church. But listen, it is I who I am working in you both to will and to work for my good pleasure. So in the building of his church, God uses you. He is at work in you. He is at work in me to do of his good pleasure. Ephesians 3.20 says this, again from the English Standard Version. 
now to him, to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think according to the power at work within us. Listen, there is a power at work within us. At least that is the declaration of, 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 of the Bible. I will build my church. There's a power at work in us. Kennington, my friend, God says, I will build my church, but there's a power at work in you. I am working through you. Somebody say, Lord, please do your work through me. Listen again to Ephesians, 3, Ephesians uh, 2 verse 2, Revised Celebration. In which you once walked, following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience. If you listen to me carefully, you will come to agree that there are two different kinds of powers working in human beings. It is God who is at work in you, both to will and to do. It's God who works out things in you. But now, he says, there's a spirit, there's a power that works in the children of disobedience. So my, 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 my statement to you is this. Somebody's at work in you. But the question is, who is at work in you? You've got to sit down, my friend, now. Sit down and say, who is at work in me? When, when, when you are up to whatever you are up to, ask yourself, what spirit, what power is at work in me? Let me read you a story. It may be anecdotal. Yeah? Christopher Wren 1632 to 1723, was a famous English architect and builder. As uh, legend has it, he was walking past uh, three stone cutters working on the rebuilding of St. Paul's Cathedral. He asked them each what they were doing. The first worker said, I'm earning six pence a day, earning 11. The second worker said, I'm cutting this stone true and square. That means I'm doing my best work to a reason, I'm, I'm, I'm doing my best work for a reason I do not connect to. The third person said, I am helping Sir Christopher Wren build St. Paul's Cathedral. So what are you doing? Are you just earning a living? Are you just been doing the best you can or something? Or is there a purpose for which you, for, to, what, what you're doing? I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. This is what Peter Drucker has to say. I will willingly, I will be willingly contributing to a greater purpose and meaning for which it will take many hands and a guiding leader to accomplish. And a guiding leader. I will build my church. That guiding leader is Jesus Christ who is King of Kings and Lord of Lords. But he has also given shepherds. And it takes us to come to a place of agreeing to be led, agreeing and collaborating with the redemptive work of Christ. Now let me look at this. I will build my church. I will build my church. It is not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. I will build my church. How good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. In the building of his church, it takes brethren to dwell together in unity. When you return to in-person service, would you be found to be those who say, come on, let's work together. Let's be brethren. Let's work together. I will build my church. The spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me. He will build his church. But it's going to take people who agree for his spirit to work in them to bring his work to pass. I will build my church. You are by battle arms and the weapons of my warfare. I will build my church. And manifestations of the Holy Ghost are seen within us. Let me just stop for a moment, take a little bit of an aside. We are beginning a new year. Some of us are anxious to do this and to do that. It's a time when we make resolutions, whether rightly or wrongly. Let me say this to you with all, uh, with, with, in all sincerity, with a loving heart. Please, 
Don't go running around for prophecies. Can I say that again? Do not go running around for prophecies. He says, I will build my church. Don't go running around for prophecies. Don't go running around, around for instructions, what to do and what not to do. For some of us, we've got people back home, whatever home is for you, and, and you go to so-called this prophet, that prophet, that soul revealer, that, and they're going to send you messages, and when they finish, you've got to give them money anyway. Why don't you read your Bible and keep your money or use your, use your money for something, something good? Don't stop running about people. I'm sure by now some of you are cursing and swearing, but that shows you the condition of your heart. No, my friend. Go to the one who says, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. That's a bold declaration. The gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Beware the spirit of division and necromancy and witchcraft. There are a lot of people with familiar spirits who are going to bring you this message and that message. If you don't know the person, please be very, very careful. Beware the spirit of Balaam and of Balak. They are still running round. Heed the one who says, fear not, for I am with you. He says, fear not. What else do you want? Why should you be afraid of what people are going to do? He says, fear not. He is the Lord of lords. He is the Lord of hosts. And he says, the battle belongs to me. The battle belongs to the Lord. He says, I will build my church. The battle belongs to me. Our times are in his hands. Somebody say to yourself, my times are in the hands of the Lord. Not in any so-called prophet. Not in the hands of so-called who sees visions and stuff like that. If they see vision, who lets them see the vision? It must be God. And if God is not in it, then please, 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 don't be afraid of them. He says, listen, your name is written in the palm of my hands. I will never forget you. Why don't you smile and say, my name is written in the palm of his hands. The one who said, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it, says, I am in control of your life. The agents of hell must be very afraid. Let us begin the year in the power of the Lord. A serious question for you, my friend. Is your home part of his church? To help you answer that question, ask yourself if you are part of his church. What is his church? Certainly not a physical uh, structure or infrastructure. If it were so, you and I would have no church because our church is undergoing a refurbishment program. You're looking for a word of prophecy? Let me give you a very sure word of prophecy. Listen to this. Proverbs 3, 5 to, Proverbs 3, uh, 5, 5, 5, 5 to 10. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. It will be health to your flesh and strength in your bones. Honor the Lord with your possessions and the first fruits of your increase. So your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow with new wine. You are looking for a word of prophecy. Here is the one who says, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. A bold declaration. And he says to you, trust in me. I will build my church. Trust in me. The gates of hell shall not prevail. Against it. Trust the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. Don't run here. Don't run there, my friend. Put a smile on your face and say, God is in control. My God will hear me. Don't stop running around and paying money to people to give you a word of prophecy. You have a sure word of prophecy. As the scripture says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not onto your own understanding. In all thy ways, acknowledge him. And he will direct your path. And God looks after his word to perform it. I said, he does look after his word to perform it. In all your ways, acknowledge him. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord 
and depart from evil. When people come and they say, you got a word of prophecy for you, and you know that your life is not right with God, what else would they going to see apart from the wickedness in which you are? So if you, want, if you want them to see something good, then hey, you change your ways. And then the vision they see will be right visions. This is what the songwriter says. For I'm building a people of power. And I'm making a people of praise. That will rule through this land by my spirit and will glorify my precious name. So we say, build your church, Lord. We say, I will build my church. And our response is, build your church, Lord. Make us strong, Lord. Join our hearts, Lord, through your son. Make us one, Lord, in your body, in the kingdom of your son. So as I bring this short sermon to a, to, to a close on this first Sunday of the year, picture this. You are in your prayer. You are reflecting, meditating, and then you hear the voice, I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Minister, child of God, whatever you are, let boldness come into you. There is one. He is head of the church. I would say head of the church triumphant. Why don't you praise the head of the church who says, I will build my church. He's going to do it. No power in hell shall stop him. They've tried and they have failed and they will still fail. But you and I would join him and say, Lord, build your church, Lord. He says, I would, who shall I send? Who will go for us? As you and I would prepare to come back to in-person service, bring our minds back again to, hey, there's work to be done. And we have been graciously invited. Who shall I send? And who will go for us? I say, Lord, here I am. Send me. Let us pray, my friend. Let us pray. Close your eyes. Let us pray. We worship you, sovereign Lord. We bless you, Holy One of Israel. We lift our hearts exulting in thine almighty favor and cry aloud and give to God the praise of our salvation. Thank you, Lord, for this declarative word, bold, assertive word. I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. May we walk through 2023 knowing that you, you have declared you will build your church. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. So whatever opposition comes against us, we are confident that the one who has declared that he will build it, he will do what he said he's going to do. We thank you. We bless you. And we glorify you. Be exalted, O Lord. In Jesus' name we pray with thanksgiving. Amen. We hope you've been blessed by this teaching. You just listened to Pastor Abraham Sake of the Apostolic Church All Nation Centre in Kennington, London. Our address is 13 Tyres Terrace, Lambeth, London, SE11 5LZ. Call us on 020-7820-9917. Find us on the web at www.apostolic-anc.org. The All Nation Centre reaching out into the community in practical and caring ways.